Welcome to the Side Action Podcast, the sports gambling show that covers everything in the world of sports betting from A through Z. We'll cover the four major sports as well as anything and everything in between worth some action and we'll increase the size of your bankroll. And here we go. Welcome to the Side Action, episode 93, episode 24 of season uh, three. And uh, I am Jim Weglars, a.k.a. Weggs. You can follow me at Wegspool on Instagram or on Twitter. And I'm Steve Roberts, a.k.a. Action. You can follow me on Twitter at 31SRoberts. Follow the podcast at Side Action Pod on Twitter and also on YouTube. So, Action, how, how was the weekend? It was, you know, we're the void without football, but we've got college basketball filling things up. I'm sure you're figuring out on golf, too, but... Uh, what have you been up to? Yeah, a little bit of golf, lots of college basketball over the weekend, mm-hmm. and just shoveling snow. <laughs> I think that's yes. been the everything that I've been doing. I, I saw some photos by yourself that you're doing the same. So yeah. it seems to be a pandemic here within the pandemic. Yeah, it was um, – so Monday, the weekend wasn't too bad. Played some volleyball. I was supposed to play on Monday. You know, it was President's Day weekend. Had the day off Ooh. Monday. Very excited. I was supposed to play volleyball in Wisconsin. Uh, there's this famous place, Kelly's Bleachers or something, that has three or four indoor courts. And, you know, Wisconsin's the Wild West. They don't wear masks up there. Yeah. So you basically show up. You can pay 10 bucks and play for like four hours, which is really cheap in the volleyball world, indoor. So... I signed up to do it with my friends or, you know, agreed to go with my friends. I was going to drive, supposed to pick the guys up at noon. I woke up in the morning. It was a whiteout. I'm like, uh, I don't think my car is going to make it. Um, when are we leaving? And started asking these questions. Of course, these cycles still went. One of the girls who's just a, as she says, you know, volleyball, hashtag volleyball addict. She, she's got, I got a four wheel drive. I'm like, all right, well, you guys just go. I'm going to chill out because by the time you come back, it's going to be horrible. Yeah. So they, they left around noon. They got there 2.45, pretty late. It's a 90-minute drive anyway. So it took a while. Then they, on the way back, they didn't play. They played for like 7.30. They didn't get home until after 10. Wow. And I was like, thank God I didn't go because, um, first of all, the car wouldn't have made it. Second, I was like, I wasn't expecting like a 10-hour adventure. Uh, but they played, and good for them. I, um, I just was – Watching the Lord of the Rings movies and then nice. <laughs> yeah, just sitting around, you know. Yeah. I've, I've done all this medieval stuff. I watched The Last Kingdom, which is a great show on Netflix, and then watched went to Middle Earth, and now I'm, I'm watching Game of Thrones again. I'm doing this whole medieval period piece <laughs> sure. now. Nice. Yeah. So. Well, uh, we did some rock climbing. Not quite nice. as far of a trip, just to Madison Heights, but that was our nice. activity for the weekend. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's jump into the episode. Nobody wants to listen to my viewing pleasure. Uh, let's talk a couple of notes. One big one in the NFL that you put on. Looks like Carson Wentz is going to your, your home team, the Colts. Yeah. I think this was always inevitable based on mm-hmm. his relationship with the head coach, Frank Reich, that he was right. going to move to the Colts. And news broke today that they finally brokered a deal. They're going to mm-hmm. trade Wentz for a third-round pick this season and a second-rounder in 22. Although mm-hmm. I did read that if he plays more than 75% of the snaps, then it'll become a first-round pick in 2022. Mm. So kind of a high price. I do not know what the contract status is, though. In my right. mind, that was always the big hurdle is his hefty contract. Uh, yeah, I figure at least year one they're going to have to 
eat it, right? The thirty-five yeah. million or whatever he's getting paid. Interesting. I think it's a good move for him. I don't yeah. know if it's good for the Colts. Uh, I mean, obviously the Colts have a great team, so he doesn't have to do as much as he did for Philly. If he can stay within himself, then they could be – I mean, they were going to be contenders, whoever got behind center, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm hopeful it works out for your team. I mean, it's a competitive AFC, you know, this this time around. Um, well, let's go to the hoops now. We're only talking college hoops, everybody, so hopefully you're getting ready for March Madness because we are and we're making bets now. Mm-hmm. One of the notes I had was that Duke freshman Jalen Johnson opts out of the team, you know – Thanks. Uh, <laughs> there's only three weeks left of the season. Um, now, Duke is interesting. They're an interesting case. They're going to be a real interesting case for the tournament. They're probably not in the tournament field right now. Yeah. But they are playing better. And I don't know if that's post-Johnson or not. It's hard to decipher the numbers. Mm-hmm. But do you think this is a is really a addition by subtraction with this freshman? Yeah, initially it seems to be. I think that it's been two games now, if mm-hmm. my count is right and they've rolled off two big wins they beat north carolina state by 14 the other night and then on wednesday last night just pummeled wake forest now these two teams aren't quite anywhere near the top of the acc probably two of the worst teams in the league so we'll see what happens this coming saturday against virginia then i'll answer have an answer for you right right i do think it's probably better for them distraction aside you know i guess this guy i mean it's you know it's the one and done rule right Mm -hmm. and this guy is the epitome of it i read some tweet i can't remember who it was doug gottlieb or somebody who said that he was on three different high school teams one of those (laughs) you know two different acu or aau teams like it's just the guys it's kind of that epitome you know i'm a basketball coach as people maybe don't know i I do coach i haven't coached this year because of the pandemic but you know, it's just sad what's happened with basketball. I love basketball quite a bit, but the AAU culture and this mm-hmm. go wherever you want to go, kind of like a you know mercenary type thing, it just doesn't work for college basketball for sure. Um, obviously, the NBA, you can see people doing it all the time. These guys are the best, and they're making a ton of money. But So, yeah, I think Duke, they might have a chance to make the tournament now. That's the way I look at it. So Possibly, yeah. They're going to need a few more wins, though. If you ask me oh, today, I think they're outside. Yeah, along, along with they're a lot of other blue bloods, Michigan State, Kentucky, could be a very interesting tournament this year without some of those names. Yeah, Michigan State. I think it's 23 years in a row they've made the tournament. This mm-hmm. is they're, they're they're basically out unless it's a miracle. Well, let's go over the action index, and, and I love that action is thinking ahead. He's already put in some title odds uh, for all of our top 12 teams here for Bovada. I don't know. Is there any? Why don't you review just the normal action index, and then we can kind of talk about these futures. Yeah, Gonzaga and Baylor. The thing that I did notice at the top here was that Gonzaga is stretching their lead out a little bit ahead of Baylor. Yeah. They were neck and neck quite a bit. Baylor is on a COVID hiatus, so that certainly yeah. doesn't help their rating. And you have Gonzaga that's playing in the West Coast Conference in which they can pick up rating points every night. So, right. But uh, the interesting thing that I had here is Gonzaga would be nine points better than Michigan, the third-rated mm-hmm. team in my index on a neutral and I just can't see that being a realistic point spread in the NCAA tournament. No, I don't either. I mean, there's other good teams here. Houston's a good team at five, you know, mm-hmm. just to give the odds. So Gonzaga is plus 275 to win the title, as is Baylor plus 275. Michigan at plus 650. Uh, Iowa at plus 1600 at four in your list. And then Houston at plus 2000. 
I mean, they're a full 10 points lower. You know, <laughs> that is, uh, I guess they're about the same as, is, uh, no, that's full 10 points, you know. Yeah. So Illinois, who's obviously caught some steam, they're, you know, a local team for me, plus 1,500, but they're, they're again, almost a full 10 points off in your index here, which is, it's going to be an interesting tournament. I don't know if the competition level that the Zags play during the year, you know, in their regular season is going to translate. Yeah. Because they're just crushing teams, obviously, in the West Coast. Whereas Baylor, obviously, Baylor, Michigan, all these teams we're talking about have really tough conferences. I mean, Houston's, it's not as good in the AEC this year. Um, I wanted to note one of the teams at number nine that we've kind of mentioned before, we'll talk about in the recap. The Loyola Ramblers, plus 4,000, and they're ninth on the action index. Yes! Let's do this, Ramblers. Yeah, moving on up. And I was surprised at how well they played against Drake on Saturday. And then, of course, they came back and lost the game on Sunday. <laughs> the old zigzag crops their yep. head up. But, you know, I think the, the first game there on Saturday really was the telltale sign for that Loyola team. And the defense that they played against Drake was outstanding. Yeah, they're the third ranked. I think they're third, right? Is that? Wait, am I wrong? Let me look at this. Defense, oh, they're first. first no, they're defense. first in defense. Now, granted, again, we talked about last week that strength of schedule doesn't factor into the Ken Palm rating, and not necessarily your rating either, right? Yes, Action? correct. So you know, a little grain of salt, but they play really good defense. I mean, the last two games that they played, including the second Drake game, it was like in the fifties. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, the other team I wanted to note here is a team that I, I have an eye on. So this is the value team I like. I don't know if I can get it. I can, you know, but USC at 10 plus 3,500. They've been on a roll. Uh, I like them a lot. Now, granted, I know you downplay the Pac-12 a lot, but this team has some talent. They're getting it done out there. And I really think they could be at least an Elite Eight team this year. Yeah. I mean, the old adage is for national title contenders, they got to have a top 25 defense and a top yep. 25 offense. And right. right now, USC fits that bill, 11th ranked on D and 19 on offense. So they certainly fit the category. Right, right. Now, there are several teams that fit that category this year, mm-hmm. but yes, definitely. So uh, I don't know if there's any other teams that you like in terms of the future side besides, I mean, we've talked that we think that the two top teams are great. I mean, where would you put your money right now if there's if you had to do something well, outside of those top two? To be honest, I have been eyeballing Ohio State and mm-hmm. doing a little searching here lately, shopping for some numbers. And currently at 12 to 1 that we have here on the list is a little too short for my money. But right. I'm going to be continuing to monitor them over the next couple of weeks and see if maybe they take a little spike. I'd like to get them closer to 18 or 20 to 1 if possible. Sure. It's another game that we talked about um, last week that I was on the wrong side of, but Florida State jumps into the top 12 here mm-hmm. where Virginia falls out. Uh, Florida State plus 2,000. They were on a COVID hiatus and came back. They were a little rusty, and they actually had a game before the UVA game, which probably helped them, and they kind of rocked and rolled against Virginia. That's another team I might like. I mean, plus 2,000, 20 to 1, at least for maybe a Final Four berth. You know, who knows? Yeah. Well, let's go over the recap last week. Sorry, America, we actually went four and five. Uh, we failed you. We, we, we've had a roll so far. We, we slowed down. Hopefully, you listened to all the recommendations here, and uh, because some of them was like the first half Badgers. But um, the come on, Bella Marine, man, this was this. We put them on the show. This, we got them their shot, and they they blew it. They 
they won the game though, right? They just didn't cover. They did, yeah. And I was actually watching this one on Friday night, believe it or not, on my ESPN. <laughs> I'm, not, Plus. I'm not. I'm not surprised. <laughs> it was on one of my five split screen TVs, and sure. Bellarmine was dominating. Sure. I, you know, I hate to say what it could have, should have, but they were legitimately up 20 points in the second half, and right. they just had a late run by North Alabama. And uh, they couldn't get the cover. They ended up winning the game, but didn't win by six. So right. we'll take it now. Uh, the other one, Loyola, we just talked about him. They destroyed uh, Drake in the first game on Saturday. But then the second game, they did fall in overtime. So kind of a split thing, though. But they uh, you know, they take control of the, the Missouri Valley. We'll see if both those teams have a chance to make it. Uh, statistically speaking, Loyola, besides Ken Palm, the net rank they're really good too so mm-hmm. i think they're pretty firmly in the field right now but we'll see how it plays out um a couple of the negative ones here indiana didn't come through for us ohio state and your guy that you mentioned last time ej liddell is just beasting right now isn't he yeah the buckeyes played really dominant on saturday and they really just took the physicality of the game straight to indiana and the hoosiers just had nothing in return it was a big l Right. A game that was probably, I mean, I would say West Virginia has been a part of maybe two or three of the best games this year so mm-hmm. far. West Virginia was playing at home against Oklahoma. They were three-point favorite. It ended up taking two overtimes, and the Sooners actually pulled the win out, just like you said last week. <laughs> this team, they just, they're tough. They're tough. But West Virginia, I mean, they're playing these great games. They lost two points against Texas. That was a thriller. They they beat Texas Tech in a thriller, and this was a just a back-and-forth game, going those two overtimes. It was a fun watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great game. Uh, for, unfortunate that it was on ESPN+, Plus, but um, mm-hmm. it was a fantastic outcome. Yeah. Uh, then a couple of ones we got right was uh, the Auburn-Kentucky, although Kentucky got the win in this one. Auburn was a three-point uh, dog on the road, but per, per our comments last week, Kentucky got the win, 81-80, but they didn't get the cover. So good good for Coach Cal on getting a cover, but uh, – they couldn't get it done overall. And then Creighton, it's my team, man. I told you, Creighton took down Nova at home. They just kind of destroyed the Wildcats in that Big East matchup, which, you know, Creighton can really play. Yeah, Zagorowski was awesome on Saturday. I caught a little bit of this one. And the Villanova defense was very disappointing, something that I put away in my brain for future reference, that Villanova just doesn't have it on the defensive end this year. Not this year. They are ranked, at least when I pulled it on maybe Wednesday, to, to 90th. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah. So they can score with anybody, but if it comes to defensive stops, they can't get it done. Now, this is the game I was mentioning. I hope you listen to the entire episode. So Wisconsin was playing Michigan. Michigan was coming back off the hiatus, and they uh, did exactly what Action said they would do. They played like crap in the first half. The Badgers were winning, I think, by 12 at halftime. But just flipped a switch in the second half and destroyed Wisconsin. I mean, what the hell happened? Wisconsin was a one-point dog at home, but, I mean, obviously they couldn't cover the big number, but they covered the halftime number. Yeah, I can tell you exactly what happened. It was the defense. The first half, Wisconsin was making everything. and It didn't really appear that Michigan had their legs under them quite yet, but something happened in that locker room at halftime. I'm guessing there was a Juwan Howard speech in there, and they came (laughs) out and just dominated on defense in the second half. And right. I also read later that both of Wisconsin's big men, um, Potter and the other the other white guy, I can't think of his name, mm-hmm. uh, zero rebounds between them. 
on Saturday <laughs> or Sunday. So that is not going to help yeah. any wins in the Big Ten. That's not going to get it done. And, and in the tournament, they got to rebound well, I mean, to, to win games, especially in a tight one. And then the last game, you know, we talked about this one. I thought that I was on the right side here with Virginia going to Florida State, being like a one-point underdog on the road. And in this one, the Knowles just destroyed Virginia. I mean, it wasn't even close. I flipped on the game, in the like, late in the first half. They're down by, like, 24 points. I, I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, wait, what happened on the Virginia defense? Mm-hmm let alone the offense. So it looks like Florida State, um, the layoff didn't hurt them too bad. Yeah, I think they had that spot circled too. They always mm-hmm. play well against Virginia, it seems like, and that was just another opportunity for them. Right, right. Well, let's go into some games. Uh, you know, we like to highlight some of our favorite picks and then some of the key games. You know, we like the Friday in action. I know action does. He'll have this on and, one of the screens. He's got St. Louis at Dayton. Uh, St. Louis is a five and a half point favorite on the road at Dayton. If I'm not mistaken, Dayton beat them last time. Uh, but you look like you like the uh, Billikens in this one. Yeah, I've been looking to play on St. Louis since they've come back from their COVID hiatus. Mm-hmm. And they started out a little slow, a lot like other two teams have recently. But right. now they are really racking off some victories. They've won two straight and covered three out of four. And in the last two games, they beat LaSalle by 21 and Fordham mm-hmm. by 28. So yep. it's looking to me like they're hitting their stride again. And uh, beyond that, the stats just tell me they're going to have a significant advantage on the glass against Dayton. They rack mm-hmm. 35% of their offensive rebounds, where Dayton is only 28% on the defensive glass. So... Add it all up along with St. Louis's defense, and I think that they're going to win this game easily. In fact, I think in my numbers, I make it a 10-point spread. So laying right. five and a half is a no-brainer. Right. Okay. You heard it here. The other one that you've already bet on, I think, uh, is the zigzag theory of, of the Mountain West. Utah State is at Boise State again. They played last night. And Boise won, you know, about about seven or eight. It was a pretty, it was a similar spread, about one and one and a half, two points. And Boise covered pretty easily. But you think the Aggies are going to bounce back? Of course, needing the win, um, you like Utah State in this one? Yeah, I'm going to be playing Utah State. I full disclosure bet them last night at a similar number, plus mm-hmm. one and a half, and they did not get it done. Although they led in portions of that second half. It wasn't sure. until about the 9 or 10 minute mark where Boise State took control and ended up winning by 9. But mm-hmm. Namus Keda had a huge game last night, 32 points and um, 10 rebounds. And I have every expectation that Utah State can bounce back tomorrow night against mm-hmm. Boise. I uh, make this game Utah favored by almost 3, just a hair under 3. So I think 4.5 points off is getting some value here with the road underdog. Yeah. Absolutely, and that, and that's been what we've seen a lot of times in these conferences that do these back-to-back spots. It's almost always a split. I mean, it's it does happen where they can win both games if they're outright better, mm-hmm. but these two teams are pretty good, so I can see your spot here. Well, let's go into some of the big games over the next week that we like, or at least we want to take a side on. Uh, the first one is in the Big 12. Uh, this is Texas Tech at Kansas. This is Saturday at 1 p.m. Central. Uh, that's the 20th of February. I like Texas Tech here. Uh, they, you know, it's a short, I guess a short dog. One point is what we're showing here. I just kind of feel like this is the time of year when Chris Beard gets his team to 
fully focus on the season. They've been really good, and really they are statistically better than Kansas, but you know how Kansas is the, the old guard in this league. Mm-hmm. But I would go with the Red Raiders on the road here, despite us talking last week how a lot of times the, the home teams have been not just winning but covering in a lot of spots. Yeah, but Kansas is down this year, too, yeah. from where their normal levels are. And, you know, these teams are really evenly matched. Mm-hmm. I would concur, though, that Texas Tech is probably the one that's rising up. You know, Kansas has won four in a row, but it's been against the dregs of the league. Kansas right. State and Iowa State twice. So before that, they have had some losses on their resume. And right. on the flip side, I think Texas Tech is also hitting their stride. Um, so I think this is a good pick with the Red Raiders. All right. Not sure you're going to go with this one of the Big 12, but this is West Virginia at Texas. This is also on Saturday now at 2 p.m. Central. We're showing this as West Virginia, a two-point dog on the road to Texas. I, I mentioned this early in the episode that this was a dog fight earlier that West Virginia lost at home 77-75 to Texas. These teams are really evenly matched. Uh, I think it's going to be an, an incredible game. But I do think I like the Mountaineers. I'll take the points in this case in Austin, even though Texas is sort of, they, they had a little skid with Shaka Smart being out, even when he first came back, finally covered a number. But I, I would stick with the Mountaineers in this one. What do you think? Yeah, this one I have a hard time getting on board with you. Mm-hmm. This Texas team is very good, and mm-hmm. they are much better on offense than West Virginia is. True. So, um I like their interior defense as well. And I, I think that West Virginia is just a little bit different on the road in the Big 12 play. They have the farthest distance to travel to all these games. And um, I also wonder if this game is still going to be played, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. If, looking at the news with all of that's going on in Texas, it seems like a lot of sporting events are getting canceled. So that's true. it makes you wonder if there might be a, a little bit of an edge on your side with the Texas players presumably going through a lot in their personal lives right now in Austin. Right. A lot of blackouts and all that kind of stuff. That used to snow down there. Your guy, uh, Broccoli Bob, if you mm-hmm. saw any of his pictures on social media, he's having his dog run around in the snow. Not typical for, <laughs> for this time of year. I checked in with Rob. He still has power. So okay. Rob okay. and Megan are all good. Good to know. Good to know. He can still make those make those bets then. That's what That's I want right. to hear. Live betting. All right, well, the next one, let's go to the Big Ten. Uh, this is on Saturday as well. This is, uh, you know, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central. Minnesota's going. They're going to be hosting Illinois. You're showing that Minnesota's a five-point dog at home, but you're going against my Illinois squad in this one, the Golden Gophers. Yeah, I think I'm going to play against Illinois in this one. It goes against my numbers a little bit, which sure. I'm typically not apt to do, but this is kind of a two-sided play. First off, you've got to... Minnesota team who has been beating lots of worthy opponents at home this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, in fact, all of their Big Ten wins have come at home on okay. the season, and they have zero wins on the road. So mm. getting back home after two straight losses on the road against Maryland and Indiana. And on the flip side, this Illinois team just has not been getting up for some of the inferior opponents in the league. The last two right. times out, they failed to cover against Nebraska and Northwestern. So Mm -hmm. I think that this is a really good spot for Minnesota coming back home off of those two losses, and they are themselves on the bubble and in desperate need of a victory. So I expect they'll come out and play with fire on Saturday. Would you sprinkle a little money line on this one? I don't think that's a bad idea at all. 
mm-hmm. I, I believe that Minnesota is definitely going to be a live dog and worthy of winning this game. Right. I mean, plus five, it must be a, de- be a decent decent line there. Yeah. Decent money line. Definitely over 200, likely. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so we've got Virginia in the ACC. We don't talk about the ACC much this year because there's not many good teams, yeah. but Virginia is going to Duke. Uh, this is Saturday, the Saturday night game, 7 o'clock Central, 8 o'clock Eastern. You like the Wahoos to bounce back against this kind of surging Duke squad. Those were two bad teams they played, but you think Duke is the is the play? I mean, sorry, Virginia is the play here, uh, laying two at Cameron. Yeah, I do. I uh, my numbers here make this one right at two for Virginia, so mm-hmm. no significant edge there in the technical data. But this for me is just uh, fading against this Duke recent run here, and I think that well, if you get a number of two, it's going to be a little short. And Duke just hasn't really been the same Duke at home this year. They've mm-hmm. failed to cover in a number of games. They only right. have two covers on their resume at home against Georgia Tech and Clemson in league play. And I think that Virginia is going to be looking to get things right after that loss to Florida State on Monday. Right. It's pretty atypical for Duke to be, I mean, they're in the top, I got them at 36 in Ken Palm, but their defense is 84th. I mean, that's bad. That is not getting it done. And, um, you figure Virginia has the, you know, they have enough balance and strength to score with them. They're they're really better uh, mm-hmm. statistically offensively. So we'll see. I, I mean, I'd be curious to see how they play. This is the like you said, the big spot without the freshman now yeah. off the team. Maybe maybe they rise up, but I can see that short number would be attractive. You know, and and also crunching these numbers, I think that you may have a little value on the over in this game too given Duke's recent defensive uh, lack of defensive ability and Virginia's ticked up offense this season. You often see suppressed totals in their games. So I might look at the over as well. For sure. This is one I like, and it's an interesting game. We'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, this is this is not a football football team game, by the way. It's Michigan and Ohio State, uh, you know, the big, the big rivalry game. This is on Sunday at noon Central, 1 o'clock Eastern. Uh, so you're showing it Michigan is a one-point dog at Ohio State. Now, Ohio State's been playing great. There's no question. They're balling, but you know, this is the showdown. This, is the two, this and Illinois are the three best teams, right? So I think Michigan's better, um, but can they stop the red-hot you know, E.J. Liddell and, and this uh, Buckeye team? Yeah, so you're on the Michigan side, right? I am. I'm on Michigan side. I yes. think that's the pick. I, you know, I... We talked about it. We were both on Wisconsin over the mm-hmm. weekend and looking to fade Michigan coming out of the break, but they proved us wrong, and I was supremely impressed with that mm-hmm. win on Sunday. And I tell you, I can't wait for this game this coming right. Sunday against Ohio State. It's going to be epic, and I do think that Michigan is the superior team. I've got them about three points better in mm-hmm. my numbers. And I think their defense is going to come to play and uh, shut down that Ohio State offense. Right. And just for, you know, people that follow this kind of stuff like us, you know, Ohio State's fourth best offense, you know, efficiency wise in Ken Palm, but they're 60th on D, Mm -hmm. you know. So I keep pointing this out. I'm a defensive guy. And Michigan is seventh offensive and eighth defensively. So it's just a matchup with we know that Michigan's going to be able to score. It's, you know, they can they slow down that offense, and we think they can. So. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, otherwise pretty much even across the board. Rebounding is even. They're both top 30 free throw percentage shooting teams. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, really the only discrepancy that you see is the Michigan defense versus that. I'm sorry. No, the Ohio State yeah. defense versus the Michigan right. offense. Right, right. All right, a couple more games here. Uh, Texas, uh, go back to the Big 12. On Tuesday, uh, Texas is, is going to host uh, Kansas in this one. I'm picking on Kansas a little bit here, action. Uh, this is at 8 o'clock Central on Tuesday. I like the Longhorns in this one hosting. I know I was against them in West Virginia, but I'm, I'm for them here. Your showman is a three-point favorite at home. I don't know if Kansas will lose two straight games, though, in the Big 12. That's my only fear about this one. But I do think the Longhorns are a better team, and uh, they're going to big boy this Kansas uh, front line. Yeah, I think that uh, this Texas interior is going to have a pretty big advantage against Kansas as well. And especially coming back home, too, I think that Texas is definitely a good player. Right. The last game is to the SEC, and no, we're not talking football again. Uh, Arkansas versus Alabama. Uh, Arkansas is red hot. I'm putting them. This is on Wednesday at 8 o'clock Central. Um, so the Razorbacks have won seven straight SEC games. I don't know if you knew that action, but they are basically seven and one in their last eight games. Their only loss was against Oklahoma State. The last loss in the SEC and really last loss in that stretch, besides Oklahoma State, was against. Alabama. Alabama nuked them in that game. They destroyed them. Uh, so it may not be the right side. Maybe it's a matchup issue, but I think Arkansas has got them going. If I'm not mistaken, this is Musselman's team, right? Mm-hmm. And so I really like him as a coach. I think they're playing a good style of basketball. Metrically, Alabama's probably better, but I think if they're getting points at home, I'd like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think you've picked out a great spot here. Alabama's defense is second best in the nation but mm-hmm. if there's any coach that can develop some schemes to get his player shots it's eric musselman he's mm-hmm. definitely a coach that i like to back as frequently as i can and uh i think that i think that playing on arkansas at home as an underdog is a really good pick here so right. i like your pick well in arkansas i mean one of the things i track action when i go week over week is how many spots they go up you know like in a given week i mean i only check about once a week so it's it's one of these things that when i look at you know teams that are just on a you know white hot maybe they fall but arkansas has jumped up like five spots in a week that's a lot you know especially they're already in the top 26 you know so you know, teams like Loyola jumped a lot. They jumped a lot. Um, your team, LSU, jumped a lot. <laughs> they had 15 spots. And some of it has to do with who they played, but I just think they're a team to, a team to watch for sure. Yeah. And Arkansas, 17-5 and five against the spread. Certainly Ooh. winning money if you're back in that ball season. Nice. Should have been backing them earlier. Uh, okay. Well, that wraps out our spots. Um, you know, it's a much shorter episode. We don't talk about football, I guess, the action. But um, – mm-hmm. Let's just do a, a Vegas trip update. We, we may or may not have another person who's coming. We'll see. But uh, we're open to anybody who wants to make it. Uh, you know, Again, we're going the 17th through the 21st. Actually, I'll be there 17th through the 20th. Uh, we're going to be at Circa at Stadium Swim on Friday from 12 to 5. Uh, that's Vegas time to watch that the games in the first official round of the tournament. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. We're only, what, just under four weeks away. Uh, so we're ready for the tournament. And... I got to start doing my bracketology. I've been tracking my teams, but I haven't done the bracketology. I like to go against Joey brackets, but I haven't quite done that yet. This weekend, I'm going to do that for the first time. 
All right. Well, we'll have to report on that next week to see what the brackets look like. But can't wait for the pool time specifically and uh, the warm weather. You know, tired of the snow. I think it's snowed every day since February rolled around. So oh, it's it's been. I think it's 33. We're snowed again today. 33, 34 inches of snow in three weeks. This is ridiculous, dude. Yeah. I'm, and I'm a Chicagoan. I, I do dibs, as everybody follows me on Instagram. I've got the dib spot. I, you know, got my car all clean, and I, when I leave it, I put the old folding chair. Like nobody's taking my spot, dude. Uh, I will break your mirror. You know, I will kill your car. But. <laughs> But still, I mean, dude, like, this is nuts. I just, um, I mean, it's nice to break records and all, but I'm I'm ready for the warmth. My my sister lives out in Vegas, as you know. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, they're telling me how it's 75 degrees and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm trying to get my pool body on, man. I'm trying to work out my, get this, get this body in shape, not to embarrass action out there. So, you know, got to be looking good. So we got Prime and, you know, I haven't gotten a nickname for, Brandon, but I, I have some ideas, and then hopefully my other buddy comes through. Yeah, the pool is definitely calling our names. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, we'll follow the podcast at Side Action Pod on um, Twitter and also on YouTube. Follow me at uh, Wegspool on Twitter and Instagram. And follow me on Twitter at 31SRoberts. All right. Good luck this week. Good luck, everyone. Peace out. That's a wrap for this episode of the Side Action Podcast. We appreciate all of your listens, and thank you for joining us. We'll see you all again next week on Thursday for some more hot picks and side action. podcast its owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the show hosts or their guests statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this podcast and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict individuals following the advice given on the podcast accept their own risk of losses from wagers made as the side action podcast its owners hosts associates or guests will not guarantee any advice given the opinions and advice given on the side action podcast is for entertainment purposes only Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Intro and outro and transition music credits. Song titles, Jerry 5 and District 4 by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.org. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 3.0. CreativeCommons.org backslash licenses backslash by 3.0.